0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. I've got two guests with me today. This should be interesting. Uh, I've got Kieran and Sean from Longtail. Financial. And uh, there's a great story in this one. So make sure you stick around for the full show. Gentlemen, it's an absolute pleasure having you here. Thank you so much for your time today. Um,
1: yes, thanks for having
0: me on yeah um, it's exciting thanks, no worries look it it is, it is a long story uh, and I want to get to that but before we do anything first things first Kira, when did you first get into this digital asset and cryptocurrency space and what was the reason
1: yeah um i found I found the blockchain um and cryptocurrency space um when I was in university and I was trying to learn about the financial system uh that the world runs on with either um, from as early as, um, early backed assets with gold or um, previous units of uh, standard, uh, standard value. And then like uh, the current federal system uh, that we've got in the US where they've got a fiat currency that's only backed by the government's word and doesn't have any um, hard assets directly linked to itself. Um, and just how the entire system worked and then Along that journey, you find Bitcoin um, at some point and you find these new Internet technologies that were developed um, from the 90s to the early 2000s um, that have only recently started to pick up a lot of momentum. And when you look into it, you understand why pretty quickly um, because of all the benefits that it comes with and just how much faster and easier and trustless it is so it just makes a lot of sense if you look into it and um, i appreciate all the values of everyone behind the community um, and the independence and everything that just went along with um, the blockchain philosophy
0: and kieran you're in the same boat man i mean have you both been there sorry sean you're in mm-hmm. the same boat have you both been there uh, for the same amount of time in the space that is
2: yeah i think i've I'm, i've been in it a bit longer than kieran so i got big into um crypto back in 2013 in that first bitcoin bubble Uh, i started really tracking i I was able to ride uh uh, through that i it was one of my first summers working in between my my university semesters and i made some good money and i i I, I had some of it in i was like i'm gonna be an investor i'm gonna put money into mutual funds and then i started actually digging deep into mutual funds and realized how how terrible their performance is and uh, (laughs) meanwhile i was tracking bitcoin and I, i was just really curious about it um, and and uh, it, crypto technologies in general, cryptography, uh, like Tor browser, things like that. And so, in 2013, I took my money out of mutual funds and put it into Bitcoin, and got to ride the roller coasters that came with that. And that's during that time I was studying computer science, and so I and I was starting to kind of look into things like machine learning and computational statistics. So I started trying to apply that to. Um, crypto markets, and uh, I started out as a, as a trader, an active trader, but over the years moved more towards uh, building automated trading systems, and, and that's what Kieran and I have been doing um, since we've met in, in August 2018, Okay. Uh, so just a year and a half, about.
0: And so you've been a year and a half together since 2013 for you, Sean, and five years what, 2014 for you, Kieran, and out of that long of financial start, um, now with Longtail Financial, I want to hear a bit about what that is and the, the reason behind it. Now, if you don't mind, when someone's talking, if you just mute one of the. Whoever's one, I, don't I don't think that's Karen yeah. So you go, Sean. You tell us about Longtail Financial, what you're doing, and you know all that.
2: Sure. Yeah. So I did my a master's degree in data science at Simon Fraser University um, throughout 2017 2018. And by that time, I was already deeply uh, invested in machine learning and AI research. And then also I I was an active trader in the crypto markets. So I based my master's degree on combining those things. And uh, I worked on a few projects, two most notably. One was uh, using deep learning systems to do price forecasting in crypto markets and that went well. Me and my uh, partner there, Jackie Locke, we were able to achieve 58% uh, price change prediction. So basically, uh, given we looked at the top 100 cryptos and predict which ones are gonna go up versus down in price 24 hours later, and we were able to get 58% accuracy, uh, which is far better than than random selection. So uh, that clicked in my head that there's something to this. Uh, And then I started going more towards the deep reinforcement learning algorithms, which reinforcement learning is like AI that learns from its environment. So it it makes decisions and then gets feedback based on the environment. So in this case, you have uh, the environment being the markets, uh, how they change, and behavior being what you choose to buy or sell in those markets. So I started um, researching that deep reinforcement learning. And uh, then I got to work, uh, I got to do my co-op term as a data scientist at the Royal Bank of Canada in capital markets. So I got to see how um, these capital markets operate on a professional level and just be exposed to some of the language and and kind of the business operations there. And then that, uh, Kieran and I just clicked. So I was already kind of working with all these ideas and Kieran just right place, right time. He got it, he received it and he had resources to, he was already independent and uh, he was an active trader at the time as well. So we just uh, have stuck together since then as brothers in arms, (laughs) trying to, trying to build a company and that look, you know, we've, we've pivoted where we think, okay, are we just going to make a fund and build out these automated trading systems? Uh, And we we've had a little bit of success doing that. We haven't where we've, we spent a lot of time and it didn't necessarily come back to us was this idea of raising a whole bunch of money. We thought we've, we've got great technology. We've, we're starting to get results. We're young guys. We thought, well, there's no problem. We'll go pitch and, um, and raise a lot of money. Then we can do this. But that turned out to be a lot more difficult than, than we expected because it's a time game. Like there's only so much time between developing technology and then mm, Courting investors, and a lot of the, I mean, almost always that doesn't lead anywhere. So we've kind of gone back and forth between those two avenues, and um, we haven't raised a large amount of capital to date, but we have transitioned to more producing products which we mm-hmm. can monetize. So we do offer some solutions. We do tokenomics visualization, and this is useful for uh, startups uh, that, that want to do some sort of token raise or token sale. Um, if they have any sort of parameters that they're thinking about, uh, on how they want to do that token release, we can visualize that for them to, to, help them see how it's going to play out. Um, and then also we are starting to work with some crypto exchanges getting, okay. our, w- yeah, what we've really, our deep innovation, like we have the AI stuff and it's, it's awesome. But the more kind of tangible is we've built a lot of visualization technology so we can plot time series and prices and how they change over time. And we find that that's in demand from like crypto exchanges uh, to offer to their clients. So we're starting to move towards that direction.
0: Well, there's a lot of things lacking on all crypto exchanges. They're all terrible uh, when it comes to traders. They're just absolutely disgusting, horrible, pathetic, um, whatever word you want to use. And I, I tell this to people. I, mean, I spoke to CZ of Binance and said, they're all, they all suck. They're all terrible. Um, you know, you haven't got a good platform. It might be doing well, but it's, it's not good. Uh, it has a lot. Yeah,
2: it has a lot way a long ways to go. They can but get got a lot opportunity better
0: to win, but they just yes. The problem is, is that as soon as we see this market go up again, and I don't understand why these exchanges don't see this, is that what's going to happen is you've got your massive financial institutions, your Etoros, your CMC markets, IG TradeStation. Now you've got these great futures coming into the CMA, obviously, bank increasing their volumes. I'm not going to touch a crypto exchange as a trader using margin, if. I can have the same 24-hour-a-day access with a regulated provider with a government guarantee in my country, and I think in the U.S. at 200000 as well, uh, on my funds. I'll just open several different accounts. I'll get the same level of margin. I'll have great orders, great risk management tools, great scale-out, great ladders. I'll have everything I need in a regulated environment with a government mm. guarantee. Now, I love the idea behind you know, taking power away from those. I love the idea of that. I, I really do, and I support it. But I'm only going to support things that make sense to me. And if you're incompetent and you can't catch up or, or you've got a head start, be the Uber. Take yeah. over. taxi. But they've got to do it in a user-friendly fashion so it actually comes to fruition because these other companies have very, very, very large money there to back them to keep going. So, Kieran, um, tell us about uh, what you're doing there with Long Tail Financial. Obviously, you're, you guys are a team. Uh, you worked together uh, and during your um, tenure together so far you had quite a life-changing experience didn't you? yeah um so we
1: we got to spend a few months uh working heavily together in person um in the same room uh sharing a house together in dc and around may time um or early uh, i think it was uh, late april we heard from some of our friends at this incubator called master ventures um, that it was a good time to come down to a small island off of the coast of Thailand called Koh Phangan. And um, it's an amazing place. It's known for its full moon parties and um, its party scene, but um, there's an incubator there run by uh, Kyle Chase and Dane um, Hoy that have have done pretty well with some other, uh, other uh, groups in the similar space. So we wanted to meet them and see if they could uh, Uh, basically present us to market and help get investors for us. And after a presentation to them um, on the way home from the airport, or sorry, um, on the way to the airport from home, um, from the place we were staying, we got into a motorcycle accident and we both got flown off the bike. um, And Sean had a backpack on, so he got got, um, scraped up quite a bit and some spraining um, in his legs and probably arms as well. But for the most part, um, he was mostly functional, but I had a complete spinal cord injury from the second I hit the ground and I severed my spinal cord. So it's been a long um, work-wise. Um, um, we we basically got back into it a couple months ago, um, a month or two, we started going to some conferences in Toronto, uh, like Futurist. And then from there, we started getting back into things, even though he's Maintained a lot of his work um, mm-hmm. over the last seven months. I've just been spending most of it on recovery and in hospitals, and trying to heal my body.
0: <laughs> and I mean, look, what I find fascinating. I met you in Malta, kieran I, Did I meet you, Sean? I don't recall meeting Sean. I think it was I mean, no. It
2: was like, yeah, you were pretty busy at that conference. I i think we did. I said we got to say hi, but you were hi. pretty busy. Um, yeah. But
0: what, one thing I did really, really notice was um it. It didn't it didn't seem to stop you from anything, Kieran. Like, I, I was in one of the, um, in one of the halls, uh, just having a quick break, because that's probably the only, only area I actually got to have a break, was when I was sitting down in there being completely anonymous, quietly <laughs> having a breather. Um, and you, had, you were lifted up uh, at the back, with your wheelchair, like, like in a stand-up type position. And, and that like this, this, this injury, how long ago was it, Kieran? It wasn't very long ago, was it?
1: Yeah, it was in me. May 12th so about 7 months ago now um, and yeah so i've got this i've got a standing wheelchair i got it used um, pretty cheap for about a quarter of the price that normally goes for which is about 25k and it it's a if a normal wheelchair is about 5000 it's it's more than five times as much just to lift you up um, and at the start it gets you really lightheaded and you you basically feel like you're going to pass out and you can't breathe um, but once you adjust to it, um, which takes a really long time, and I still haven't adjusted, um, and I've had a lot of problems with it in the meantime, but it prevents a lot of the atrophy and, and bone loss um, and osteoporosis that you'd get if you just don't have any movement in your legs because I'm paralyzed from the chest down. So um, my abs and my legs and my feet and everything um, doesn't really move at all. So if you consider a normal person that would even just stand up more than me just probably going like just in the first three seconds of their day. Um, being able to stand up for either half an hour, an hour, um, throughout the day, um, is not much, but it's definitely something.
0: Well, You, so, you just said it a normal person. You are a normal person, dude. You just got some things <laughs> that you got to work on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that I knew right now what had happened to you, I just think that you are lazy laying in bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For those who if, if, for those who can't see, he's laying there with his shirt off in bed uh, for obvious <laughs> reasons. But one of the things that really did inspire me was that um, seven months ago, I mean, look at the smile on this guy's face. I mean, <laughs> seven months out of something that completely tipped you upside down, literally and figuratively, and, um, and you've still got a smile on your dial. You're still pushing forward. Has it changed your focus at all? Obviously, there's a lot of time on... I assume physio or you know i would imagine a lot of time being massaged and pounded and fixed and pulled and prodded and all this sort of thing what's the plan like has it changed um your focus on life you're now working into a different area is there anything that's um that, that's come to light that you would't have considered prior to the to your accident curing
1: yeah so um there's a lot to unpack there and um a lot of the day is just is just taken up by things that you wouldn't even think about, like having to use a catheter, um, or um, not being able to use a toilet like a normal like like a, a fully abled person maybe. Um there you go. that alone can take um like five hours a day. And then there's muscle contractions and spasms and nerve pain that goes along with it. Um so having therapy and massages would be really, really awesome, but it does cost quite a bit of money and I spent basically all the money that I had on the uh, $80,000 hospital bill in Thailand and then um, just a lot of the other processes and therapies that I've gotten over the last six months. So I haven't really been able to get any of those massages or physical therapy basically since I got out of the hospital about two and a half months ago now. So it's the goal to get um, uh, to get towards that and start to getting... Um, multiple therapies a week, um, and part of that can happen by either um, some degree of uh, higher success in the business or from the community and receiving um, some kind of contribution from people that are able um, be able to support uh, the campaign. Um, but also, yeah, what I've learned, um, and I guess what's changed since the accident. Um, before the accident, I was, I was. Involved in a few, um, or uh, just for the most part, one um, nonprofit organization. And since then, um, me and Sean have been working more towards other organizations that follow stuff like the UN's uh, SDGs. There's there's 17 ones that make the world a better place by um, 2030, I think it is, um, and other green organizations and stuff that kind of gives back, gives back to the community Um, because I think something that has solidified more is um, that a lot of people get purpose from helping other people instead of just building up a material life with a lot of extra stuff and you really get fulfillment from helping other people Um, and since the accident I've met a lot of people that have had either similar injuries um, or things worse, or things that are better, it's it's really hard to compare them, but less severe, more severe injuries. And um, there's a big spectrum on people's response and approach to something like this. A lot of people end up um, at home, not working, relying on support um, from the government and, and don't do a lot. Um, and then some people join the Olympics or, build a business or find a way to heal and get back on their feet. Um, And there's a, there's a divide there that um, I think can be bridged with, I guess, more uh, uh, research, sorry, research and information in the space about how to heal an injury like this, because it's a very complicated process. And a lot of doctors tell you straight off the bat that there's almost no chance of recovery and, basically tell you're going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life or um, that it's going to take a really long time and there's not a lot of hope given so you kind of have to find a way to find it on your own um, or just get lost in the physical and
0: mental sufferings that's the way it goes sean um what what if like your perspective i mean your backpack, thank goodness. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it sounds like you sort of copped a bit of the uh, impact saved by the backpack. Obviously, mm-hmm. a, like pretty horrendous injuries for you know, for any other day of the week. Uh, you know, with perspective with Kieran, I mean, you got off lightly, right? I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely um, horrible thing to happen to Kieran, but you know, it is what it is. And he's bounced back. Has it changed your view on things as well? I mean, obviously, you know, with, with the business that you guys have got in the trading space, looking at things along the lines of, you know, modeling and you had a good success system there. Could You know, obviously that is still alive, you know, long mm-hmm. time, financial is still there. It is still alive. Has it, this accident and, and Kieran's attitude and what you all have both been through over the past, well, God, 12 months, not even right. Um, has it changed your view and perspective at all, mate?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a really good question. And um, it's, it's And not just in one way, but in different ways, I remember uh, the day after the accident, being in the hospital and just being overwhelmed with gratefulness that mm-hmm. we 're alive and how like amazing my home life is. I have a good family, we get to live in canada it 's awesome, we get to run this business like there 's so many great things to look forward to, and I was overwhelmed with that but it 's interesting how it went the other way two weeks later I Fell into a bit of a depression. Like I'm, I've got these injuries. I can, my leg was really sprained. I could barely walk. My best friend and business partner is now in a wheelchair, and we business is falling apart. And yeah. and, and I started focusing on all the bad things. So and then that lasted well. So it's interesting how the mind will react in in different kind of phases. Um, and I definitely, I did experience some um, what I would call PTSD from the experience of the accident itself, I would have these flashbacks and they were uh, quite common and quite draining and especially at night. Um, but then I, I actually saw a, a psychologist uh, that was speci- uh, had a specialty in trauma and they did a technique on me called EMDR. It's mm-hmm. eye, eye movement desensitization. So they, they track, they have your eyes track uh, simil- so that they move similarly as they do in REM sleep. And they have you relive the experience, this traumatic experience and and kind of uh, get out a lot of the emotions and feelings and fears that come along with it. And that was such a great treatment that I, uh, after that, after the treatment, immediately, I was so exhausted. I went home, I passed out on my bed, my bed, and I I fell asleep for, for a long time. When I woke up, it felt like I had a bit of a hangover. But there was no more i had no more flashbacks after that so i must say like there's there is great treatment out there whether it's uh psychological or physical and so i've been watching kieran and his pursuits of healing his physical body and so i'm very fortunate that there was i had resources to see a a psychologist that could really help me get over the accident And, um, but in a bigger picture, it definitely does put things into perspective. It makes you appreciate life, right? I I think everyone goes about their life and, uh, we eventually come to some circumstance, whether maybe it could be the death of a friend or, or a parent or, or something like this, but it reminds you of how fragile life is. And it, it definitely puts things in perspective. And, and like Kieran says, uh, since the accident, we we've even had a different perspective on the business. I think it, it used to be all like every day, give 110%. We need to push. We need to be the best. We need to hit every opportunity. But since the accident, we've realized, no, like we have a great idea. We have a good business. that's on a good path. And we've like we, that in itself is, Let's enjoy is worth it. a it's exactly joy along the way is so essential. And, um, and so we've been trying to focus more on not just building systems that optimize return, but, uh, the, what Kieran was hinting at before we've been thinking more about kind of, if we can generalize this technology to other kind of optimization metrics, mm-hmm. like could we manage a portfolio that, optimize, that, that minimizes CO2 production or you know, optimizes, uh, maximizes job production or maximizes well-being of a community? So we, I'm working now, I'm in Kelowna, British Columbia, and I'm working with a company called the Green Bank Network. And they're, they're a fintech company. Uh, they're, they're in the process of moving bonds onto blockchain, particularly mm-hmm. green, green bonds. And, uh, so it's really, really fascinating stuff, but, but our technology with long tail financial, it plugs in with, with what they're doing. Cause they, um, are, are working in alignment with what Kieran mentioned, the UN's 17 sustainable development goals. And so we're thinking now, can we, can we, and maybe not even just work in crypto, but work across different, uh, financial in sectors. Industry-wise. Yeah. Industry wise. Can we start building out portfolios that are optimizing over not just return, but what are all the other metrics that are important to society? So, um,
0: well, so it definitely has shifted your perspective, but also modeling your business as well, which, you know, with a shift in perspective does come a shift in lifestyle usually, and that can transcend just, you know, mood uh, and, and what you do physically and mentally think, but also it should extend into your business because if it's not, then, you know, it's pretty difficult to run a business if that business is not a part of you, is what I think. Um, yeah. So, look, before we move back to speaking with Kieran about what we can do there to help out in any way possible, what sort of people, what sort of companies, and, and you know, who, who does Longtail Financial, uh, I guess, approach client-wise? What, what, who are you looking for to work with, to talk with, and how do they uh, get in contact with you? Nice.
2: I'll let Kieran open
1: that one. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so how do they get in contact with us? For now, um, the website is our main platform. Um, it's pretty easy to find both of us from there with our names, um, and we try and make ourselves really easy to contact. Um, but our clients are anyone that want to integrate this technology um, of uh, either visualization, data analysis, um, um, a statistical um work as well and then also deep learning um artificial intelligence development Um, we initially pride ourselves on being like a big data ai shop um where we would we would have a large amount of um ai researchers and developers on staff that could be put towards um any type of project and we've we've transitioned into working um either more broadly across the industry, and then also um, within the crypto and blockchain space um, for either visualizing tokenomics. um, So if you're an ICO or an STO, um, or you're launching um, any type of currency you wanna visualize and get some projected, uh, projected uh, results for, either valuations or um, other market interactions on the coin, Um, any exchange that wants to integrate some better visualization tech. That's a big part that we alluded to before is that a lot of exchanges don't have a very good interface or user experience. It's, they don't have very good reporting. Um, You can't compare your performance to other people. You can't even see trades of other people sometimes or see what other people in the space are doing. You can't manage your risk yeah, you can't do anything for risk management. If you want to know the Sharpe ratio or your maximum drawdown, you don't get any of those things. You've got to integrate some kind of
2: Mm -hmm. third
1: party resource um, or like you've got to look for it. It should be provided for you really. Um, So we want to be able to provide that to everyone. We want traders to know um, like, yeah, basically how their performance is and what their risk is. um, How much are they putting on the line and what they've, what they've potentially got to offer as well. Um, If a trade, does really well, maybe what their upside could be with a margin and do some projections for them. Um, so it's pretty customizable. We want to make these tools um, that can be replicated. So if anyone has any requests or any specific needs, um, or they just want to work with two awesome people, um, they can just go on our website and check us out and
0: we're available. Sounds good. And that is longtail.financial. That's where you find them. Now, the other thing I want to touch on, Kieran, before we wrap up, mates, is that obviously, um, I mean, look, with us coming into Christmas, this is a time for giving. Uh, this is a time where we do reflect. This is a time where we get together with our families. If it's important to have that. It's, it's the time of year where, We can give thanks is really what this is about. I mean, in the US, uh, they've got Thanksgiving, which I think is a wonderful thing. Uh, We in the rest of the world have what we call Christmas Day or whatever it may be, wherever you are in the world and whatever your belief system may be. This tends to be a time of season where we get together and show love for each other. Now, with your situation, Kieran, I know, as you were saying before, it is very expensive. You had a very lengthy stay in hospital, a very large bill. And I was surprised to hear that you're not getting mass ideas and, and the um, medical requirements that you need. Um, so for me, it's about trying to work out what can we do here. I mean, there's a lot that you've got to work through. And I, I see the, the, uh, the website completecure.me. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you're trying to do here and, uh, and how the listeners and viewers can help here, mate?
1: yeah so the the name is a play on a complete spinal cord injury so that's the designation um that i've got and the goal of the website is to find a cure for people with um these problems and it may not be a little cure like taking a pill and you're done, or having a specific operation and you're done it's an entire process um, and there's a lot involved um so the idea with the website is to just introduce people to me um have some research on there about spinal cord injuries and uh, methods of healing through either stem cells, physical therapy or breakthrough technologies with nanotechnology or um, brain implants or anything that's coming out over the next few years and then also tell them a little bit about me and my story and what's happened. Um, so. There's also a donation aspect to it. Um, I'm trying to raise money so that I can afford some of these more expensive therapies that have a higher chance of success. And some of that is just daily stuff that happens and some of it is long, month-long surgeries and procedures. Um, so at like a lower, cheaper end is just physiotherapy and that's anywhere from 100 to $300 a day. Um, so I'm trying, yeah, for everything along, sorry.
0: It's, I I, I'm just sitting here going, wow! It's you know until until these things happen, we don't really consider the cost of this sort of stuff. I mean, it's yeah, it really is, especially not in Australia or, or Canada or or England for that matter, because we've got you know we've got a public health system. I know the private is often easier accessible, but there's, there's there is a support system there. It's, it's it's just so expensive. Yeah, for the most part. A lot of the
1: public systems only cover the immediate stuff. like yeah. So they might cover the initial surgery and some bracing on your spine and decompression of the cord. Um, but unfortunately, I was in Thailand when the accident happened, and I had to have that all happen on site. Otherwise, it's half a m- million dollars to put you on a private plane and send yeah. you to a hospital. Um, so that alone was $80,000. And then tickets back to Canada were about ten because I was still in a very... Um, unstable position with my spine only being a few weeks after surgery um and then there's a lot of other things that are just part of life now like pain management and spasm control and for that i've usually um liked cbd the best there's a lot of opioids out there and things like ibuprofen that can either damage your natural stem cell production um, or interfere with your microbiome in your gut and then um, also interfere with your stem cell production, just your general immunity and health and regeneration. So I found CBD to be the best yeah, um, okay. so far. Um, and then there's stuff like uh, using an exosuit. So that's among the more expensive ends of therapy where it's almost up to $300 a day, um, or even buying one can be anywhere from forty to $70,000. And it's part of my goal to get one of those because it's, it's essentially being able to walk again. It lets yeah. you move around the house. Um, it's, it's pretty difficult to move right now in a wheelchair and getting in and out of it and doing just normal daily function stuff um, and leaving the house or, or going for a walk with someone becomes a really lengthy process or going to a store or just joining the community of people in socials. It's really hard to move around in that space if there's steps or ramps or, yeah. or anything along those lines. Um, there's also exosome and stem cell treatments. So I've had one, I got the chance to go down to Panama. Um, I had a very generous friend of a friend reach out to me. Um, he was part of the, uh, he's part of the crypto space and part of the um, ICO 2017 boom. And um, he, he's been successful um, and he heard about me and he actually came down to Panama with me and met me there and helped pay for a portion of the treatment um, which was which was really awesome, but those treatments can go anywhere from twenty to forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars each time, and um, some of these clinics have had some results. Um, but it's taken upward of like four or five t- treatments yep. to reconnect the spinal cord. So that alone would be um, over two hundred thousand dollars just in stem cell costs, and then an epidural implant, which is um, basically a chip that goes along your spinal cord below the site of the injury. Um, to get one of those is almost a hundred thousand dollars or more, um, and then the operation and and paying for it, uh, flights to get there would be extra. So on
0: it's top. So, ongoing, it's an ongoing squeeze. It, yeah, it comes down to finances. Um, one thing I can say is that um, there's definitely no lack of fighting spirit. There's definitely no lack of enthusiasm uh, from you, Kieran, and also Sean, who's your best mate and business partner. So. <laughs> what i would say out there to the community um and if you're listening to this on the podcast think of me looking you directly in the eyes right right now and asking you something if you have done well if you are in a position to help please do um you know there are people out there that are less fortunate than us it's 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 not just um you know the world vision type thing there are individuals out there that have just had their lives turned upside down completely and and we don't hear about that very often. Well, now you are hearing about that. If you have got the position where you can help, please get across to completecure.me. Uh, have a read through Kieran's story um, and, you know, get in contact with him if, if, if you wish to, to, uh, to see how else you can help. Maybe you're a surgeon, maybe you're a doctor, maybe you're, you're a therapist. I mean, it doesn't just need to be money. There's many different ways in which we can help and with Kieran certainly help and for those in the corporate world and and beyond i mean obviously longtail.financial you've got two guys here that uh, despite the fact that they've their lives have been turned upside down they haven't given up now if you're looking for a product in that uh, big data ai type space as what you just heard go and check out longtail.financial and um, you know one of the things you're always looking for in business is a team uh, a good solid team that isn't going to give up well through a broken spine and a busted nervous system basically uh, they still haven't stopped it's only been seven months as you heard from kieran two and a half months out of hospital so um i just want anyone who can or would like to know more to get across to those websites i uh, get in contact with these gentlemen and um if you can help make change uh, then please do kieran where do we find more about information about you on socials and then i'll switch to you sean
1: yeah, um, I'm on Facebook. Um, I should be pretty easy to find if you search Kieran McLeod. Um, and my name's on the website as well. Um, but I also wanted to um, to uh, kind of repeat what you said about um, donations are awesome and they help a lot with a lot of the financial aspect. But there's a whole other side to it of just learning more about what other people are potentially going through and having mm-hmm. some some personal development, but also just research. Um if if anyone's a doctor or a therapist or any any complementary uh modality of healing, um I'm I'm open to it. Like if you if you're in the CBD business, if you know people that specialize in medical equipment, um, um, if you're into supplements or stuff like that that might be able to heal spinal cords or uh, almost anything I'm, I'm open to all ears so if anyone wants to contact me as well um, the email is complete cure at p.m.me um, and I'm open to any discussions or calls or, or anything um, so thank you
0: and Sean we'll be talking about you mate
2: yeah so you can learn more about me on my website and there's a link to that if you check out longtail.financial there's a link to my website under my bio also on GitHub, you can find me. Linux is cool. That's my tag. Or you can find me on LinkedIn
0: works too. Well, boys, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to both of you. Thank you so much for your time. Kieran, all the best. Sean, all the best. I'll be speaking to you again as we progress and doing everything I can to connect you guys with the right people to make sure that uh, we can help however we can. So thanks very much for your time and good luck. Have a very Merry Christmas, gentlemen.
1: Thank, Thank you for, so uh, much, yeah, Greg.
2: Have a great holiday. And, yeah, um, Merry Christmas. No nice worries, guys. Enjoy Ladies playing and playing little Hope you
0: enjoy the show. Bye for now. Thank